Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 5, Episode 6, Wexler v. Goodman. Not Wexler vs. Goodman, it's Wexler uh, v. Goodman. Yes. Uh, what did you think of this uh, episode? Uh, I like this. We're, we're starting to see um, more of... Um, Jimmy slash Souls uh, pushback against because we've talked previously on on episodes about it's sort of Kim that's been driving things and battling this internal battle between sort of her doing the right thing, uh, getting frustrated about that process and kind of taking Jimmy's approach to things. And you saw her back out of this and Jimmy in in most cases has actually not been the one pushing it. And then in this episode, you see the full soul come out and he really goes for it and pushes Kim into an area that she doesn't really want to be in. And it's, it's sort of the first time we've seen him do that. I I would say, uh, and sort of out and out and blatantly do that. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting that we are seeing that now. And that's caused a lot of problems um even though it arguably had the right result in the end so that was quite good we got to see catch up a bit with uh, gus and mike and um nacho and see where that was all going as well so we get a bit more of that uh and uh the the what they're doing with lalo and trying to get rid of him as well so i thought that was quite good Over, overall yeah i quite enjoyed this i thought it was quite good yeah, I think this episode's another great one uh, for for Better Call Saul. Um, I think as well as well the uh, escorts or prostitute uh, thing with Howard in the restaurant yeah. was pretty good. Uh, he's like, I have no idea who these people are, and they're just refusing to go away and making a scene. And Howard just doesn't know what to do about it. And uh, especially for like an upstanding, you know, he, he he wants to be this sort of high businessman and all that. And these two, um, I'll just use you know escorts or whatever. Uh, kind of coming up to him and asking him for for money. I thought that was great as well. It, it, obviously, it's set up by Soul, and, and then you cut up, cut to uh, him afterwards in the car. I thought that was brilliant. Um, yes. Yeah, I I do think that the I mean the I'll say the the cartel side and then the Soul and Kim side. Those are basically the other two things that we got. Um, I didn't quite. I I'm not, I don't think it was bad. I just think I was more in tune with the Kim and Soul stuff, just because I think that relationship is. Maybe the most important for the show as well, because we don't know what happens to her, and the show is supposed to be you know, primarily about yeah. him. Obviously, we do have our other characters to follow, and they've been very great as well. But uh, I thought the cartel stuff was still quite good. I still think it's obviously set up uh, for for things that are going to happen later. But uh, it was it was just it was just more interesting to me in this episode to see you know obviously at the end with like Kim kind of reaching that breaking point and Soul kind of not. I mean, he, he's always kind of got a plan, but. He didn't quite anticipate that, and you can sort of see him yeah. panicking at the end of the episode, and I thought that was uh, pretty interesting as well. It's it's funny with this show when you watch it, cause, because you you don't want either of those two to have the fractured relationship. You don't want it to happen, but being part of the main plot, it is still entertaining. But when you're watching those scenes happen and you want these two people to succeed, it's, it, it puts you in kind of an awkward place as a viewer because you know it's kind of gonna happen because obviously yeah. she, she she goes away in uh, Breaking Bad but out of all the characters in this show you don't want to root for those two to kind of fail but then you it, it's still entertaining to you just see yeah. that relationship 
unfold yeah. in that way. So do, do you agree it's kind of awkward to watch that at certain points? Because you don't yeah, want it yeah, to it fail. Is. But... It is, but you sort of know that it's going to happen at some point yeah. because we know that she's not around later. So, yeah, we know that it's coming. But you you are kind of rooting for it to come out in, in a reasonable way. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I don't know what that is. You sort of want Kim to survive. You don't want her to, you know... It, it's difficult because the two options are either she... she you know what we saw this week with with Jimmy pushing things too far and maybe pushes her away, or she gets herself too deep into something and ends up either getting locked up or killed in some way. Right. Um, yeah. So th- those really are your kind of options, I think. And uh, we've never been entirely clear which way it's going to go. And both of them are kind of painful. So yeah, yeah, because you know it's going to happen. You don't want it to, but yeah. it's still just entertaining in a, in a television quality sort of sense so yeah. um but yeah nonetheless that stuff was entertaining um but yeah overall i thought it was another another great episode we've got four left for the season so wait seven yes. yeah seven eight nine yeah ten uh four episodes left in the season uh so we'll see how things go but uh, of course we've got the rest of the episode to get into in a minute uh but before we do that let's get into some housekeeping we'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. All right, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we did four podcasts yesterday, so you've got uh, plenty to go out there and uh, listen to, I suppose, depending on what you watch and things like that. Uh, Gaming Talk yesterday, me and Robert discussed, had a literal discussion about the PlayStation 5 versus the Xbox Series X, uh, discussing what PlayStation has and hasn't revealed and what Xbox has and hasn't revealed, uh, and kind of comparing those, comparing some, not like a detailed specs kind of comparison, but uh, the important bits and pieces and just what, uh, basically what, comparing what Sony and Microsoft, obviously the two companies involved, have been doing and kind of having a debate about that. Uh, that was really fun to do yesterday, so uh, have a look up for that if you want to. We also did discuss some other stuff, but that was pretty much the main 
big topic of the podcast, so uh, you can have a look out for that. Uh, also had Robert and Bex on a TV talk yesterday, uh, all spoiler-free stuff. I talked about uh, the English game, which is a football, a scripted football television series uh, on Netflix uh, based in the uh, the 19th century. So it's got like the old footballs and really bad football kits and uh, goals with no nets and all that sort of thing. So uh, I discussed the pilot episode of that. Uh, Bex has, well, she literally, she said for some reason, been watching the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So she <laughs> yes. discussed that. Uh, the, the three seasons and kind of uh, tried to explain why she was watching it but um, there you go and uh, we, we discussed a bunch of other shows as well and uh, Robert also talked about Manifest uh, as well and uh, yeah there were some other shows like Dare Me and I uh, gave a shout out to The Kingdom and just uh, some other shows as well so um, yeah you can check that out as well if you want to of course if you've been watching Westworld this season we've of course got a podcast for that season 3 episode 2 was this week me and David covered that yesterday uh, so that was fun to do. Uh, also, if you're watching Walking Dead for this season, me and David are also covering that for this season. Uh, season 10, episode 13 was the latest this week. We do only have two episodes. Well, we got three episodes left for the season, but two that will be shown in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the 16th episode have been delayed for obvious reasons about what things are uh, going on in the world. It's kind of impacted the show and that sort of thing. So we discussed that as well. Uh, and one piece of news we found out after we finished recording, it was also uh, Kaylee Fleming's birthday yesterday. So that's the yes. uh, actress that plays Judith. So we will mention that on next week's podcast, but uh, we found out after we finished recording, which is not a good idea. But uh, there you go. Uh, streaming service reviews. We talked about, uh, I talked about, sorry, the uh, BBC iPlayer this week uh, and, you know, talked about the TV license thing and uh, comparing content and the app and things like that. Uh, next week, I'm going to be looking at Disney Plus, obviously, which came out this week. Uh, for the UK, uh, so look out for that on uh, either Monday or Tuesday, but probably Monday for the Disney Plus. Uh, let's play Sundays for uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. That's the coach mode, so that's not where I control the players. That's where I try to tell them what to do and see if they listen. So uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've uh, varied and mixed results. So uh, there's that. Uh, me and Barry did a podcast last week. Uh, we both talked about our top 10 favorite horror films, and Barry discussed uh, 70s horror as well. So that was really fun to do. Um, uh, but of course, whole podcast, obviously, we've been doing that. Uh, already talked about Westworld and Walking Dead. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. So. In a flashback to Kim's uh, teenage years, Kim's mother is late picking uh, Kim up from school at God knows what time. It's very, very dark and very late uh, from school in um, Red Cloud, Nebraska, because she's uh, because she's been drinking and Kim refuses to ride home with her. Fairly sensible. Uh, her mother tries to persuade Kim quite a lot uh, to get in the car, but Kim, Kim sorry, continues walking. So her mother just drives off and uh, then cue the Better Call Saul intro. Um, yeah, it's, it was interesting to get just a, I know this is only a small kind of snippet, probably, of what we could get. But it was interesting to finally sort of see, because we don't really know much about Kim's past in terms no. of like, okay, we, uh, did, I mean, did we know she had kind of like a drunk mother or whatever? I don't recall like knowing that before. Um, so I, f I found that pretty sort of interesting because uh, Kim is, you know, a major character of this show and uh, it's, it's cool that we finally got, I mean, it took... You know, about five seasons to get there. But, uh, yeah, we finally got a bit more backstory and a bit of background on her as well. Um, just a quick kind of guess. What time of night do you think this is? It is really quite dark. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, this, obviously I, this is I some sort said... of night class, isn't it? Or or something. Yeah, so. I, I would have said 8 or 9 p.m. maybe. Hmm. You know, yeah. maybe it's a sort of night class or it could be a bit earlier evening. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what do you think of um, the little backstory piece um, of Kim? Yeah, I I thought this was an interesting 
drifting a little bit. Like I say, I don't think she may have mentioned stuff about her mother before, but I I don't really remember it if she had. Mm. I kind of have a feeling she may have done, but it was interesting to actually see this. And it goes to reinforce the thing that Kim's kind of always been a, a bit of a goody two shoes the 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 you know her entire life um and i mean whilst i wholeheartedly agree with kim's reaction to that because you should never ever get in a car with somebody who's been drinking that's always a stupid idea yeah uh, the, you know whether they're your parents your friends or whoever they are but um I, it's it's sort of interesting to see that she's had this standard even from a very young age um and she's always been the person that goes down the sort of right path, you know, the, the correct path um, and and doesn't take too many risks. And the, it sort of reinforces the stuff that we'll be seeing later on about her kind of throwing caution to the wind to let, you know, within this relationship with Jimmy. And, you know, as we see by the end of the episode, she's getting uncomfortable with the direction that Jimmy is sort of trying to pull her. Um, and she's gone along with it to a certain point, but she seems to be putting a foot down later on. So, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of interesting. Uh, just just as a little bit of background to see how, that she's, you know, what her personality's like and where it started. So, uh, yeah, why she maybe is like the way she is. Yeah, just kind of a little sort of um, showing the the people she's been dealing with in her life like jimmy's trying to sort of or soul's trying to not directly control her but influence her a lot and now we're seeing of course she's dealt with uh some bad parenting in the past and you know picking picking her up late and being drunk and being all sort of aggressive and everything so uh yeah i found that really a really interesting sort of slice to add to um kim's character so uh, i thought yeah. that was done pretty well uh, Jimmy and his film crew hire members uh, of a community theatre group uh, to film several videos at the nail salon. Uh, Kim arrives and tells Jimmy she does not want to continue uh, the attempt to blackmail Kevin into a uh, compromise on uh, Mr. Acker's um, eviction. Instead, she offers a 75000 settlement to leave uh, his home and uh, make way for Mesa Verde's call center construction, with Kim promising to personally make up the difference between the amount uh, Kevin agrees to and the, the uh, 75000 total. Uh, Jim tells... Uh, yeah, let's talk about this... Um, the film crew stuff, obviously, these these <laughs> students are back. Uh, we, we've seen them a couple of times before, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's trying to make this little video and stuff. And, uh, yeah, just him being like, hey, can we get this done, like, you know, I think he said today or tomorrow or something. And then he's like, mm. nah, this is going to take a week. And, you know, we have to do this and that and the other. And Jimmy's like, ah, okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of always interesting with, because Sol usually has a plan for most things, as as we've seen numerous times both in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and uh, it's interesting to see when someone either says to him like okay you you can't do this not like a disagreement about him doing something yeah. obviously obviously he's still gonna it's just this isn't possible yeah, yeah yeah where someone says okay you can't do this not like okay you shouldn't it's a situation where like okay you can't this isn't doable or viable and him trying to just worm his way around those mm. sorts of things I mean we see it full on later with the whole um, video thing that gets created but uh i've always yeah it's always interesting to see soul get challenged in that way and to see like okay he's always pretty much got a plan and even when the show has kind of shown um him losing that debate you later see like oh it was maybe part of a different plan or whatever and uh yeah, yeah it's, it's probably one of the best things that the show's got and uh, i mean it's to do with the main character so it's important that that's good 
Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was great as well. What do you think of him meeting these uh, students yeah. again? I mean, there's the, the whole conversation in the office first of, of them, well, yeah, going, no, this just isn't possible. What yeah. you're asking for, you cannot do in this time period. Um, <laughs> what's sort of interesting is, is this is kind of the birth of, you know, we, we've seen the cheesy videos from later on, you know, the, the kind of Better Call Saul uh yeah. like tv spots and stuff we've not just in this episode but you know in breaking bad we've we've seen right. those kind of low budget tv spots that seem to work quite well and this is this seems to be this kind of the birth of that you know he had this kind of grand plan of okay we'll go out to these locations and we'll shoot all this stuff actually in location and then they come up with the idea of the green screen of using that and and he's seemingly that is the birth of of that kind of cheesy look to those videos that we've seen so that's quite nice to see as well um that they they end up just shooting it all in the nail salon and i love the whole sequence of them shooting it i thought that was that was really quite good and then you know he comes out behind the curtain you see later um so yeah i i really like what they were doing with this and it was very funny watching in the direct the people and telling them where to put their arms and all that sort of stuff so yeah i thought this was all quite fun and uh, entertaining and it's interesting watching jimmy react to kim saying oh she's prepared to pay basically 30 grand's worth of difference between out of her own pocket between what uh, the the you know Kev, Kevin is agreeing to pay and what Aka wants yeah and you can sort of see him wince at that idea as well that mm. she should suddenly be personally thirty grand out of pocket just because she wants to do the right thing um so yeah which I you know I know kind of with Jimmy on that it's a lot of money to throw away just to come across as doing the right thing, even though you aren't really, you know, just, just to kind of ease her conscience. So I sort of get why he then goes and pushes later on, pushes back later on. But mm. um, it, it's interesting to see this split kind of happening and him start to formulate this plan of, of uh, you know, basically kind of doing, not doing what, kim wants whereas up until this point he has been doing what kim wants yeah yeah but uh yeah it's always great to see soul kind of get challenged and uh whatever he's got up his sleeve because even even on the show again with better cost all and with breaking bad even when it seems like soul is losing whatever battle he's in you usually see in a later scene like oh either he meant that to happen or he's got a twist of his own to to sort of come up uh like like yeah. we saw like we saw i think was it last week the whole court thing about like oh were you sure this guy was the was the yeah. the, the one that yeah. robbed you in and it wasn't and then he he kind of baited him into that so um yeah it's very entertaining to watch so uh, after representing two um, escorts in court, Jimmy continues his efforts to unnerve Howard by paying them to disrupt Howard's lunch uh, with uh, Cliff Main. The two women barge into the restaurant and loudly demands that Howard pay what he owes them, uh, and Howard's obviously not happy. And then we cut over to Jimmy, where uh, or Sol, um, where we, well, we we knew it was him in the first place, but obviously it cuts yeah. over to him, confirms that it definitely was him, and uh, yeah, just more of his way of I guess disrupting Howard's day, I suppose. Yeah, because uh, I mean, that's got to be really damn awkward if that happens. Yeah, it, it, very much so. And, and 
I mean, it is such a dick thing to do of Jimmy's. I mean, it really yeah. is. And, and at the moment, I mean, there's no definite, there's no kind of reason for him doing this other than to mess with Howard. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the sole reason. Put him off the scent kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's, it, there's, there's not really anything um, that, I mean, he's not personally gaming, gaining anything from this. You know, he's not no. financially gaining anything other than the satisfaction that it's messing with Howard. <laughs> That's the only, only thing he's really gaining out of it. So it, it is kind of a bullying dick thing to do, but he's, you know, it was funny. I mean, it was a funny scene. And and it's like the the thing that we saw with the um, bowling balls. All it is doing is messing is messing with Howard's head and you know messing with Howard financially. And there's but there's there's no like there, there doesn't seem to be a plan to actually this other than that. That mm. seems to be his only sole purpose. I I don't yeah. there doesn't seem to be any sort of grand plan other than. I want to mess with this guy because he annoys me um, and all the things that he did previously to me. There, there, there doesn't seem to be any, any actual kind of end goal to this. Um, so I, I, it's sort of interesting and funny, but it is kind of a douchey thing to do to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say that like, I came into this season thinking about, well, the different characters we're going to be following and all that sort of thing. And I kind of put Howard at the bottom of the pile as like, yeah, okay, I don't he... know what you could do with him or what you do to make him interesting. And we've got like, you know, the the, the uh, Kim, Jimmy stuff, and then you've got the cartel stuff, all of which is to me more interesting. But yeah, the way they found use for Howard this season has been, has been pretty great so far. Granted, it's a bit, like you said, a, a sort of uh, looser kind of just comedic stuff but i still like yeah. it i still think it's great yeah. um so that they, they found a, a great use for that so no that's been that was a uh, really good stuff from uh from soul there so because you, you kind of get the first hint of like when he when he because he kind of just uh you know sends them away or whatever and then catches up to them and says oh how much how much do you cost per hour and then you sort of get the tie-in scene later um yeah well that was done pretty well so um and i mean even if I mean you don't even have to be like a you know high sort of businessman like Howard. If it happened to literally anybody in a restaurant yeah. or in a public place, you that's humiliation. You know it, yeah. d- it doesn't matter who you are. I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, especially when because they're, they're not like going over to him and kind of whispering to him like, "Oh, you owe us this." It's like no full on shouting and making a scene and uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Nacho meets with Gus, Victor, and Mike, and Nacho pretends uh, to be meeting Mike for the first time. Nacho reports uh, on Lalo's plans uh, to attack Gus's uh, drug ring by revealing the identities and locations of his street dealers uh, to police. Gus tells Victor to um, ensure that only low-level dealers are arrested and uh, to hire new ones to sacrifice if necessary. Gus tells Nacho that from now on he will report to Mike. After Gus leaves, Nacho tries to warn Mike about Gus's uh, ruthlessness. I'm pretty sure everybody is aware of that at this yes, point. Yes. Uh, but Mike reminds Nacho that Mike... Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, but reminds um, Nacho that Mike warned him about the risk he took by attempting to kill Hector Salamanca. Um... Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, you don't mess with, well, really any of these guys, to be honest. No. Um I mean, Nacho kind of always, always seemed like at the bottom of the pile of this group, because he's always been the kind of escape goat for everybody. I mean, we kind of saw that, uh, what with the, either the first or the second episode, where, like, he's getting out the car and jumping across rooftops, and Lalo's just watching it happen. 
uh but other than i mean i i mean i wouldn't want to mess with any of these guys but uh yeah it's interesting when cause obviously gus is kind of looking at nacho in this situation i was like okay you you're important here certainly uh obviously there's the whole gun to his family's head kind of situation going on which which we've known about um and then he obviously tells mike about that as well but um yeah, interesting with a, a little mini conflict, at least at the moment, with Mike and uh, Nacho about, like, okay, why are you kind of here, and aren't you aware of, like, what's going on, and, yeah, I found that conflict to be pretty interesting in, in, in these sort of scenes, in this scene. Um, what yeah. do you think of this meeting? I mean, this this all comes down to the stuff that they they talked about last week of, it, it's sort of a better the devil you know kind of thing of... You know, Gus, he, Mike's well aware that Gus is a bad guy. Um, it's just arguably the Salamancas are worse. And, you know, it, it's one of those things of, of, yeah, they know Gus is bad. But in terms of keeping the peace in a wider sense of having a drug war break out, which would be bad for everybody. You need to take one of them down, and the Salamancas are probably the worst out of that group. I mean, Gus has this might be ruthless, but there are a certain amount of standards, I think, when it comes to Gus. So, yeah, like cl- you, like cleaning a frying pan. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. you know, I I think yeah, you know, and Nacho, yeah, Nacho obviously has a slightly different opinion of that because he's on the ruthless end of Gus at the moment with a, a gun fell, held to the head of his family, and he makes that point to Mike, and Mike sort of, well, yes, but let's sort out Lalo first, and then we'll revisit it, you know. So I, I think, yeah, it's it was an interesting scene, and he's positioning people again more than anything else. This, it's it's positioning. Mike and Nacho to be working together um, under the you know as directed by Gus, but right. they already know each other. So you know there there is stuff. I, I think this is more setting stuff up for potentially later on mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, again, Nacho is another interesting character because we don't know what happens to him. So yeah, yeah, because we know what happens to basically everybody else here. So, yeah. um, I mean, we're assuming that Lalo gets wiped out because he's not around either. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I could see him. I actually could see him more likely getting killed than Nacho. At this yeah, point. oh, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I think that's that's the most likely thing either killed or certainly locked up, which seems to be the direction they've been heading in. Yeah, um, I, I, I do wonder if we're heading next episode, given that Lalo's just been taken into police custody, whether we're heading to Jimmy defending Lalo in some way yeah yeah and then we'll see um yeah more souls negotiations I suppose if that happens yeah I've got this photo that I had uh to do with Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul I just want to kind of it's just a bit of fun I just want to kind of mention it I think I got it from either Facebook or Twitter um it's to do with the whole um is it it is uh, acceptable the the line that Gus gave yes. uh, last week says when you watch a sh- when you watch any other show after watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul it is acceptable. <laughs> yes. I thought that was great as well. So uh, obviously there's loads of other shows that we really like, but uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, just a nice bit of fun to put in the podcast. So yes. Uh, Mike attempts to draw um, police attention to Lalo. Um, he first he meets a librarian who um, witnessed. Yeah, witnessed uh, Lalo's murder of the clerk at the uh, money transfer agency when Lalo was attempting to track uh, Werner. 
and persuades her to call police and say she remembers uh, seeing a car that looks like uh, Lalo's at the scene. Um, yeah, then we get into the actual... Um, yeah, the, the, when uh, Lalo's getting arrested. Um, yeah, I thought this was a surprisingly interesting little kind of thing. I mean, it all it all is leading to... It all is uh, connecting to the whole cartel, trying to capture Lalo kind of thing. And uh, obviously we see how it plays out later. But um, yeah, what do you think of seeing... Um, this uh, librarian and the whole kind of conversation. Yeah, there. I mean, I I was struggling a bit with this because I kind of not really remembered what had happened. Uh, right. So, but yes, I, I kind of get where they were going with it. I kind of picked it back up and was like, oh yeah, okay, so that's what they're trying to do. I, but I'd sort of forgotten the whole thing that had happened. So, um, yes, I I can see this is an interesting way of, of maybe getting rid of Lilo of, of doing it through the police. And getting him arrested and getting him banged up uh, as a way of taking him off the board. That seems like quite a sensible way of doing it. Because I think going after him directly would be extremely dangerous. So doing it discreetly and feeding the police information. And then you get him using the police cannon later on to, to, to kind of call in the tip. And, and getting the librarian to suddenly remember something about the car. And the police, I think, are probably suspicious that all this information has suddenly dropped on their desk, but mm. they can act on it now. So yeah, I, I thought this was, this was all kind of nicely done. I chose how clever Mike is at kind of setting this sort of stuff up. So I, I like this. I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, next he places photos of Lalo's uh, car in a police into office uh, envelope and tricks a mailroom clerk into delivering it to the detective investigating the murder. Uh, Nacho then calls Mike to report Lalo's movements and Mike uses a police radio to pretend to be an officer asking for a check on uh, Lalo's uh, license plate number which causes one police officer to stop Lalo's car and then several more closing on his location. Um, I kind of really like the... um, Like Lalo obviously thinks he's got a lot of power in the world uh, which he does because yeah. he's a cartel member uh, i like the this uh, not slow way the sort of way this is built up you know you get the one guy coming over and lala's like hey maybe i can just get this gun and do something and then he slowly gets surrounded and then like that option just very quickly gets taken away from him it's a really yeah. quick kind of way of um yeah taking a villain down in that way i'm not saying like to write him out i'm just saying it in that moment to sort of um look at what the character is doing with his options and stuff and he's he's thinking like hey maybe i can like i don't know shoot this police officer and drive off or yeah something, or use the gun as an option and then almost like within a minute or a few seconds or whatever that's like taken away from him and he realizes he's he's kind of done i like that kind of sly way of um sort of taking his defenses down anyway do you, do you get what i mean yeah 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 no i, I thought this was a a good scene and you know he's so this so slow realization that there is no way he's going to get out of this as more and more police turn up mm. um and as i say i i think having him arrested is the most sensible way of dealing with somebody like that because it makes it look like the police have just tracked him down and you know that it's what is going to be interesting i think is the fallout from this and the you know, Jimmy, I think will probably get called in to defend Lalo and you've then got Mike and Nacho, who Jimmy also has a relationship with kind of going, you know, you might end up with them saying you need to make sure this guy stays inside 
but obviously Jimmy doesn't want to lose the case or will, will not want to lose the case or will be on the wrong side of a cartel member. So yeah, I, that, that I think sets up some quite interesting stuff moving forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a, a great scene. Uh, Jimmy meets with Kim, Rich, uh, Kevin and Paige to complete the settlement with uh, Aker. Jimmy stuns everyone by demanding $4 million uh, settlement. Uh, when Kevin refuses, Jimmy shows the video uh, of his film crew as you know, a bunch of people try to leave the room. Uh, rough cuts of commercials uh, seeking... Um, Plaintiffs, plaintiffs, for, yeah, yes, for, for class action lawsuits against Mesa Verde Bank, uh, all of which show Kevin's father in an unflattering uh, light. <laughs> uh, the revelation, revelation uh, Kim found in uh, Sobak's uh, photo of Kevin's house is the Mesa Verde logo of the uh, cowboy on horseback, which is what we saw last episode. Yeah, uh, is based on a photograph by Olivia uh, Bitsui, uh, a well-known Native American photographer which Mesa Verde never obtained permission to use. In addition to the threat uh, of class action lawsuits, Jimmy uses an injunction preventing the bank uh, from displaying the logo and uh, the threat of a lawsuit by the uh, photographer to pressure Kevin. As the bank's um, lawyer argue about how to proceed Kevin steps out to meet Jimmy uh, privately to um, prevent bad press and lawsuits Kevin agrees to allow uh, Aker to remain in his house along with 45,000 um, and a public apology as well as 200,000 for uh, Olivia Bitsui crazy entertaining yes. really just wild scene just the way that like um, I think it's uh, which one is it that's trying to leave um, Rich, is it is trying to leave the room? Because I think Kevin stays in there, doesn't he? Um, he's, he's uh, t- yeah, Kim, Rich is the boss. Yeah, uh, that, that was one that the, Kim had the argument Kim's with. The, yeah, the moment they basically the the moment that Jimmy kind of it's obvious that Jimmy is going to go down this route. She tries to get Kevin out of the room. Yeah, and Rich sort of you know he said he, the, you know he's the, Kim really is the one saying this is over. Um, and as we find out later, Jimmy, in full soul mode, is is kind of doing this and has sprung this on Kim to try and make sure that she doesn't look like they're in cahoots with uh, to to uh, Rich. So, mm-hmm. you know, because Rich had that thing with her last week about oh, the last episode about the you know he thinks that they're working together. So. Um, I just the whole scene I thought was brilliant and was classic soul yeah. and uh the just the the cleverness of the fact that the you know, the the thing about the the logo and the fact that they'd have to cover all the logos and that would cost them a fortune they'd have to take the logos off everything they wouldn't be able to you know because if you think the amount of things that logos are printed on for banks yeah. you know I mean yeah. from letterheads to signs and everything else and mm-hmm. we don't know how many locations they've got but it's obviously quite a lot so i mean that would cost them a fortune along with keeping the actual building of the call center tied up in the courts for years i I mean the the whole thing so well played out and then um kevin deciding to leave and try and do something with jimmy directly and obviously that's a lot cheaper to do it that way so he gets what he wants it's quite clever and as they say you know as jimmy was pointing out i can't the, yeah, they that it would have been illegal for either of those two things to be in any way related, but obviously they are. 
Um, so yeah, I I just thought this was brilliant. It was classic soul stuff, and uh, just it's great to see him in that mode. And obviously, the thing that it sets up with the relationship with Kim later as well. Yeah, it's 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 really brilliant stuff overall. Just the forceful nature of Jimmy going or Soul going. Um, no, you're all gonna want to stay here, and like one of them's trying to leave just desperately. Yeah, and he's like, nope, nope, wait for me to put this in. I'm I'm putting like nothing will stop unless someone like tackled Soul to the ground or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one was gonna stop him putting that on. And then like he puts the video on. Obviously, we saw it getting filmed, but we didn't see the video yeah, uh, yeah, entirely. Yeah, and was, um. Yeah. And then it's just this, you know, I mean, I, I probably couldn't make something better than that. But uh, uh, it's this, like, you know, really embarrassing kind of video and stuff. And just, yeah, just the way the whole, like, forceful nature of Soul in the scene. And everyone's, like, wanting Jimmy out and, and everything. It, it was just, yeah, it was really great stuff. And, uh, I mean, we should probably really give a lot of praise or continue to give a lot of praise to the acting as well in this show. And mm. uh, Bob Odenkirk as well. Just, I mean, to act like soul in that way must take a lot of like acting confidence and skill and that's i mean obviously bob bob odenkirk's got all of that and uh most of the actors in in this show have like ray horn's great and everything else um but uh yeah just the, this for, forceful nature from him and uh like like i said you know if it, unless someone tackles him to the ground or like hits him or something nothing anybody in that room could have said would it would have stopped him and yeah uh, it's it's just it's really quite entertaining to watch so mm. it was great um and then yeah just the way he kind of leaves at the end he's like well we'll be seeing a lot of each other and yeah uh, it, it's yeah. just the, the just the just the overall confidence from soul as well and like what about if um that something went wrong with the video or, or something like that and then like he would be kind of on the embarrassing side because he's, he's really urging everyone in this room of like nope you're gonna want to see this and then all, all the pressure immediately in that scene is on this is on this disc um so i mean like what about if like he drops it and steps on it or like, there was a number of things that could have happened or whatever yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was great uh but it all leads into of course the big explosive final scene uh when kim comes home jimmy is clearly uh apprehensive but clearly but uh, acts like they have um reason to celebrate kim vince uh, her anger at him for going back on their agreement following through with the plan uh, to blackmail kevin despite her reluctance and making her the sucker for his con uh she tells jimmy that they either need to end the relationship or go their separate ways or get married sorry sorry uh she tells Jimmy that they either need to end the relationship and and go their separate ways, or get married. So, either you really commit to this, or you end it all, basically. So, um, yeah, yeah. This was really kind of. I don't think this is the final stage of Kim exploding, like we've kind of uh, been discussing over the well over the whole season. But this is a really interesting checkpoint for that as well, because this yeah. is this is Kim blowing up as well and saying like, "Hey, you you've been screwing me over, and this ain't working," and. Yeah, we either go in one or the other different sort of drastic uh, direction. And uh, again, it's you don't want either of these two to sort of fail or whatever, but it's just so entertaining in a character sense to watch these two develop both separately and together uh, in this way. So really, really brilliant stuff. What do you think of uh, the final scene? Yeah, I, I really like the final scene. And again, it shows this this tug of war going on internally between Kim because at that point... You know, she's extremely angry with him. And, you know, the fact that she's 
been she says the sucker for that con uh and you entirely get the reason why jimmy did it that way he needed to be able to sell it and make sure that um kim very much seemed like she was on the opposite end of it from uh to you know with rich so uh you know she was you could see that they were on different sides and she needed to be able to sell that and uh, that's what Jimmy wanted. So that's why he didn't tell her about the fact that he was going to go ahead with it anyway. Uh, but it was against what Kim wanted. So there's that. And she's obviously really upset with him. And you'd kind of at that point think the obvious thing to do would be, OK, I'm done. I'm out. But then at the last second, she throws in that that all get married. Mm. And... Uh, I mean, the the fact that they married would give them some cover as well, because you then, I think, probably wouldn't be allowed to go up against each other in cases and stuff, because I think that would be ethically, you know, it's one thing to be in a relationship. It's entirely something else. If you've got a married couple, you can't have them on opposite sides of it. Plus, they can't testify against each other if they're married either. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're it's it's a really interesting place she ends up at because you kind of think this is it it's over and then she throws that little lifeline in at the end and you're like oh okay um yeah and i do wonder which way jimmy's gonna jump with this because i mean you know we we assume that they're not married but then maybe they were and maybe it goes wrong later on maybe we are going to see them get married and maybe something else happens so it's still very difficult to know which way it's actually going to end up going. But I thought this was really kind of interesting because she's still got her foot in both sides right mm. now. Yeah. She doesn't want to let him go, but she's really angry with him as well. So, um, and, and you, arguably, I mean, she, she should, but she should leave. But, um, uh, again, Jimmy did it all for the right reasons and it got the right results. So, yeah, it's it's tricky for both of them, I suppose. Uh, but uh, notably for Kim, obviously, because this is her bank, and obviously she's got the relationship with Sol, but then wants to protect herself. And which side does she pick? And like we just talked about with the the previous scene, the whole explosive kind of um, uh, DVD stuff, and uh, how does she kind of control those situations? And there's still going to be things that uh, Sol is planning that Kim kind of has no idea about or is, isn't comfortable with and yeah how does she kind of manage that going forward uh, but it, it was interesting to finally get to a scene where like because this is this obviously isn't the you know end result of Kim's character it's just kind of a it's an interesting big checkpoint for her to kind of explode mm. like this and it, it is something we've been waiting for uh, and I don't think it's taken like too long to get there necessarily and you do have no. to build up uh, these sort of big character moments um, instead of her just like flipping a switch uh, at some point but um, no I thought it was done really really well and uh, yeah leaves us, leaves, leaves us in um, an interesting place for uh, next week's episode so uh, on multiple different fronts like what does Lalo do now what did Jimmy and uh, Kim do and then you got uh, obviously Howard if we see if we uh, see yeah. what he does next so yeah, great episode this week. Uh, let's get into some feedback. Uh, Matthew at Entertainment, Talk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Better Call Soul or anything, literally anything related to Entertainment Talk. So uh, keep that in mind as well. Lauren says, I love watching Soul. He always has a plan 
and doesn't let anything get in his way. You're certainly right about that. There could have been uh, a risk of the DVD uh, of the disc. Uh, sorry, uh, he had not having the right content on it, and he just went for it when everyone wanted him to leave. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a risky scene for him to kind of do. Like, what about if someone printed the wrong thing on there, or if the disc was scratched, or if the DVD player didn't work, or if they had a power cut, or I don't know, some, something like that. Um, I, yeah. But, uh, I... but, I find it difficult to believe that he wouldn't have checked it beforehand, though. Right, right. So, but there was still, like, you know, a slight possibility, I guess, that yeah, the, that could have maybe happened. Play for some reason, but yeah. yes. So, but, um, yeah, he doesn't let anything get in his way. And like I said, unless you kind of physically hit him or tackle him or something, he's yeah. just going to do his sole plan. And, uh, you know, for, for the most part, it's, uh, I mean, it's mostly all worked so far. So, um, mm. I mean, we'll see obviously later how things turn out with Gene, and that doesn't look quite as great as what things are now. But, um, you know, at least for his uh, Saul Goodman days, he uh, pretty much got away with most of what he could. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah. A- any thoughts on, like, Saul not letting things get in his way, I suppose? Uh, no, other than, I mean, we've we seen you know in breaking bad we've seen a much more heightened version of this of he's always the guy that tries to power through whatever um so you know we we know this about his character and you're you you know this was a a classic example of that uh and i i do love seeing that kind of classic Sol govern thing and that that it's it's one of the first times we've really seen it come out in such a full-blown way as well so Mm. i think that was that was great to see uh isabella said i thought um for a few episodes that kim uh was turning away from the soul lifestyle uh but only in certain moments it's quite something to watch her relationship with soul at the moment uh yeah it's one of the most important and one of the biggest things of the show because uh, like i said it is called better call soul it's you know soul goodman is the main character alongside kim you've obviously got the cartel characters you've got um you know howard who's kind of just in there being messed about with uh but um yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it, it's great to sort of watch at uh, at different points. Um, what what do you think of kind of Kim's? Because there has been moments. I agree with Isabella here. There has been moments in a couple of the previous episodes, maybe since the beer bottle incident, where like she has been, she has sort of pulled herself back a little bit. But then yeah. there has been moments of like, okay, she you you saw like the sort of um explosive side of her a bit more and obviously we see it in this episode um what do you think of that yeah um this has been an ongoing thing i think for for kim for a while of of her having her foot in both worlds and i think ultimately she tries to always do the right thing and tries to walk the the kind of more saintly path out of the true out of the two but you end up in this situation where that doesn't get her anywhere and Mm. jimmy's scheming tends to get results so she ends up bending backwards into that way i think the difference that we saw in this episode was it was not kim's decision you know previously as i said it's been it's been kim's decision to go and do whatever jimmy's plan is in most cases you know jimmy may have presented it as an option but if she said no he's generally you know there there might have been a few little sneaky things like the thing where the the, with the um defendant that she was trying to turn around a few weeks ago and he has that loud conversation um with a a, a, but he's not he's not pushed it like out and out 
and gone against her wishes up until this point. Uh, you know, he's always kind of gone along and, and done it, you know, and she's come round to him. In this particular case, that isn't what happened. Um, and that's the major difference we've had this time round is she didn't have a choice in the plan. This, you know, she'd actively said, no, I don't want to do this. And he went ahead with it anyway. So uh, that, that's that's where you've had this major breaking point. And uh, you, you, this is going to be interesting to see where they go with it now and yeah. whether they do end up splitting up or whether they do go down the marriage route and it ends up like breaking apart later in some way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what uh, happens in the other episodes for the season. Um, they're setting up some really interesting stuff. Um, we'll see what Lalo can do to worm his way out of this situation. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for the next episode. But in the meantime, of course, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, there are some things that are paused at the moment, obviously film reviews and uh, Man United coverage, because neither of those are being uh, out there at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you can check out everything else that we've got on there. Um, if you want to know if, when, and where your favourite shows are coming out or, or, or what's happening to them, uh, David's got you covered on geektown.co.uk of course there's Geektown Radio as well your weekly uh, news edition of that on Tuesday so either search for well, you can just search for Geektown on podcast platforms or find the podcast on geektown.co.uk as well um, for us as well uh, of course if you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk we are on Patreon please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers that's for review options and every podcast options Amazon affiliate link you can shop on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate, review and subscribe to those uh, both to Entertainment Talk and to Geek Town so just search for those two things on your podcast platform uh, and get yourself subscribed so that you get sent new episodes and stay up to date uh, word of mouth of course please tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feed uh, and social media please share them on Facebook and Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups if you can uh, video games of course uh, you can watch Bex both do um, geeky chatty stuff on uh, Twitch and of course play some games as well so you can watch uh, Bex me and David on Twitch and Robert on Mixer that's uh, the, the new way to sort of do that um, and of course look out for Let's Play Sundays as well thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye Bye.